Patience and Tams is not hosted by medical professionals. Hello and welcome to Pads and Tams, a totally free-flowing podcast about female reproductive health and most importantly, prevention. I am Amy, your host. I go by AR pronouns and I have a PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome. Hello, I am Jay Hall, your co-host. I go by all pronouns and I don't have PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome. How do you say it in Spanish? I told you how to say in Spanish. You told me how to say polycystic ovarian syndrome in no, Spanish? No, although I could tell you how to say polycystic ovarian syndrome in Spanish. What did you tell me in Spanish? I, I, todos los pronombres. Oh, todos los pronombres. Pre- pre- pronombres. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eh, polycystic ovarian syndrome mm-hmm. is ovarios poliquísticos. Ovarios. 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 Poliquísticos. Policísticos. Poliquísticos. 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 Policísticos. Poliquísticos. Poliquísticos. That's close enough. Okay. Also, I would like to apologize beforehand about my dog. She just saw Jay eat a quesadilla and um, she's starving. Thank you, Holly. Is there anything else I'd like to say? For our listeners to know, my dog just called me a bad word. So today's podcast, we'll be talking about period studies conducted all over the world and how little to no information is known about period. Before I start, though, I would like to recommend a great resource to our viewers, the documentary Netflix called Period, the End of a Sentence, which perfectly encapsulates a lot of what will be discussed in today's episode. First of all, I would like to give you a brief history about pads and how they came to be. Pads were created to treat bleeding in the battlefields because nurses needed quick and easy ways to help soldiers. These pads were made of wool, cotton, and wood scraps, absorbent materials. They also needed to be cheap because they couldn't afford to pay for a lot of the materials that people could make pads with so they had to find cheap materials and also just as a fun fact pads um the original idea of pads were created in the battlefields in france so shout out to france later an american company patented pat patented and made pads for wounds in the united states of america this was done as early as 1888 And they will call the South Ball Pad. That is where pads come from. Um, they come from the South Ball Pad. Later in America, Johnson Johnson developed their own version of sanitary pads released by the 1900s. Uh, the sanitary pads were released for ladies this time and not just as wounds like to cover up wounds and to stop bleeding they were released for women to use and actually a woman in a company saw the potential that these products had to help women um throughout their period up to this point women would use other things like cloths and cotton and they would use to like crochet and knit pads themselves from from wool and that's basically what they did but more on that later i need to follow my script because i actually have a script this time because the, this epi- okay I, we were we recorded this episode two weeks ago and then i was started editing and i realized there's this weird ba- noise in the background so i rewrote this this script and i was like okay we're gonna do it again and then Jake came over and he's like, I don't know what the f*** you're listening to because I can't hear anything. And I was like, great. So, we're just re-recording it. But I will make sure that we include the one important part of the episode. Okay, before we go, actually, Jake, can you tell us... I wasn't reading the script. Jake, before we go on, can you please tell the listeners why you're Tams? Oh, that's the important thing. So basically, um, I don't have a lot of male friends, fun fact. Um, and I grew up, you know, mostly around women. Um, and I was at this all-girl sleepover. Um, and yeah, basically, 
I was having this really like painful feeling in my gut to my ass. Um, and oh, sorry, my lower region. I told you. Didn't say ass. You said I couldn't cuss. That's not a cuss word. Then what the uh, cuss word? No, you just said. So fuck's uh, the only cuss word. I can't say Drei. But that's just a cute word. Anyways. Um basically I had Drei. friends. Um, <laughs> um and they were like and I was, and I told them and I was like, girls, I feel not good. Um, and they was like, why? What's the problem? And I was like, I have this issue, like this painful feeling in my gut slash my, um, what's it called? My ass. Or sorry, lower. No, you said I can say ass. Um, so yeah, to my ass. Um, and at first they were just like, you know, just use the bathroom. So I went to use the bathroom. And I was like, and I used the bathroom on all, you know, as usual. Um, but, you know, I used the bathroom sitting down. Um, and when I was going to wipe my ass, there was blood. And I was like, this is not cool. So I went ahead and told them and I was like, guys, there is blood coming out of my ass. Um, and they was like, you might be on your period. And I was like, I don't know if I can do that, but with the fact that, you know, y'all probably do know what a period is, and I am the youngest one here, I'm gonna just believe you. So they gave me a tampon, and they was like, go ahead and put this up your ass. And I was a bit skeptical, but I was like, they probably know better than me. So I went to the bathroom, put the tampon up my ass, and... I left it there for the entire night. I woke up the next morning, took it out, and there was like there wasn't a lot of blood on it. That was like that was a strange moment, I guess. Um, but hey, it worked. And the next day, my there was no blood in my ass, so I'm now a tampon girl. Thank you very much. And that is why Jay is tamps. And not pads, because I only wear pads. I know. I'm embarrassing. What can I say? Anyway. Uh, oh. You're tamps, so you have to read wherever it says tamps. So I said... Oh. Since the release of pads, they have been exclusive. What do you mean by exclusive? <laughs> well... <laughs> Pads were named Lister's Towels Sanitary Towels for Ladies. And because periods were not talked about then as they are now, women didn't really buy it out of fear of being shunned. They were called Lister's Towels for Sense. Lister's Towels Sanitary Towels for Ladies. So they were advertised for women as sanitary mm-hmm. towels for their periods. And because periods weren't something that people talked about then, then, uh, much like now women didn't buy it out of fear of being shunned or looked down on because you know and also sanitary pads were expensive and where could you buy Lister's Wait, towels oh. sorry I, I thought I could ask why, a question <laughs> and women were thinking like why should we buy these products when we can just make sanitary towels ourselves like I said, they used to make it with wool and cotton and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> so why did they buy it? What? So they didn't buy it. Okay. Okay, whatever. I'm bad at scripts. I can tell. I don't do scripts. You study music theater. Yeah, I don't do scripts. Anyway. I'm more of an no. improv person. So, okay. So, ignore everything I put for you. Just, Good, listen, just look at me and listen, okay? Uh-huh. The company was forced to change their name to, to a more discreet name. Which was? New Pack. It was mm. changed to New Pack. Oh, yeah. New Pack. I remember them. Mm-hmm. So, New Pack is the name of the sanitary towels. Like, the first sanitary 
towels that are recorded on history. The company was changed was forced to change the name to a more discreet name, mm-hmm. Newpack. Um, and even when they changed the name, the prices were too expensive for the regular woman, so they wouldn't buy them. And these were also the days when pads weren't easy and applicable and, and much more manageable than they are now. Because as you will hear in a later podcast, because we will be recording that podcast soon, um, women used to have a ring, like a belt, a period belt. Mm-hmm. Um and basically what that period belt did was you would wrap it around your body and wear that as an underwear. And there used to be two huge rings at the front and at the back. And you used to hook it up. And then when you went to the bathroom, you used to unhook it and hook it back up. So they weren't as accessible because the the, the sticky part of the, of, the, of the pad was not a thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, Jay? It's not funny. Just saying. It's not funny. <laughs> I was just gonna be like because you kept on talking about a belt oh my god and I was like (laughs) mumbo wumbo I hate you (laughs) anyway that was it so because of its lack of accessibility and its lack of practicality, women weren't buying these pads. Mm-hmm. The only people there who could have who could afford pads and use pads were the rich people. Were yeah, higher and wealthier people, and even they didn't enjoy buying pads as much. So they weren't widely popular until the later fifties. Mm. What happened in the fifties? It's when women you could go to the cashier. And this will be, I mean, I'm already spoiling next week, yep, next week's episode. Should I not be asking these questions? You can write it down for next week. I'm not writing these down. Okay. <laughs> so, long story short, there was, like, more advertising going towards it. And also, people didn't have to go buy them at stores. That's basically it. Mm-hmm. So, the question I have here is, so what has changed since then? That what? So what as, ha- are you asking me? I'm telling you to say that. Oh, <laughs> what has changed since then? Nothing much has changed. Pads are still expensive, though more affordable than during those days. Pads themselves have become a household item, and even more popular the tampons are today. Why? Because they're easy to apply. Mm. So now we have the sticky part of the pad. So you just grab an underwear and put pad on top and basically you're done Um, you have to learn how to like put it especially so that you don't have any leakage but it's very much more accessible than putting on a tampon because i have tried tampons and i don't know where they go and i anyway they just just let anyway pads now have a pink tax which increases the price of pads why is it called pink because pink is the color of women. Oh! That's yeah. And also because I think I told you I bought razors the other day. Mm-hmm. And the razors, just because they were pink, they were like $10. Mm-hmm. And I ended up buying male razors, which, by the way, male razors are better than female razors. Those cost me $5, a pack of seven. I've been using Harry since I like saw them on a YouTube ad. What I'm saying is like, because they're pink and pretty, mm-hmm. they're more expensive. Crazy. Even if male are male razors are ugly and black and blue and and they get the yeah, job done. They get the job done, and they're also better. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that is called pink tax. So, how does the pink tax have an impact today? I'm gonna ask your question. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Since the COVID nineteen pandemic, thirty percent of people in the U.S. cannot safely find menstrual products. Why? Well, because the pandemic was something that affected a lot of people. They couldn't just go out into the street and buy pads because there was a pandemic going on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they didn't want to risk their lives. Mm-hmm. Why are you looking at me like that? What? Because I'm agreeing? You don't want me to agree? I Fine. Don't trust I, I can disagree. I can be anyway, like, how dare you? 29% of women struggle 
no, 29% of people struggle to afford menstrual care. And 19% of people cannot afford to buy period products at all. This is based on the stu- on studies done by the NIH. What does NIH stand for? The National Institute of Health. Let me Google it. Just making sure. I literally had it open like not long ago, so it shouldn't be that hard. Oh, it's right here. Mm, I see. National Library of Medicine. Anyway, that's the NIH. What does this mean, Amy? Well, mm. it means... I just say, so you know, I don't talk like that. <laughs> well, it means the period products are not very affordable in today's economy, especially mm. with inflation that with the inflation that occurred during the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm-hmm. This is why some girls have to resort to less safe alternatives. Which are? Alternatives. Which are? Which are using socks, towels, newspaper, cotton bolts, and even tents as menstrual product. Mm. It goes without saying that it is not the best resource. Why? Because these products carry bacteria that can cause infections and toxic shock syndrome. And that is? Literally what I wrote, actually. Oh. Toxic shock syndrome is when your body receives bacteria from a wound or an opening and this bacteria causes your body to go into shock and you can become temporarily paralyzed. How does it shock you? It, it's literally like a rush in your body. Like it just paralyzes your body. But how? What nerves are happening? It's not about nerves. It's about bacteria. But what? But the nerves okay, in the body. Okay, we can... We can <laughs> this is, I think... <laughs> Sorry for being curious, damn. I'm not mad about that. It's the fact that... Okay, let's go with what the Mayo Clinic has to say. The Mayo Clinic? Yeah. You don't know what Mayo is? I know what Mayo is. What the... Toxic shock syndrome. Toxic shock syndrome. That's what I said. You just... Three times. You just cussed three times. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> My bad. My bad. I'm going to make you put a My penny bad. every time it cuts. My bad. I'm done. Oh I'm done. Gosh. Okay. Toxic shock syndrome is, is a rare life-threatening complication of certain types of bacterial infections. Often, toxic shock syndrome results from toxins produced by staphylococcus iris, staph bacteria. Mm-hmm. But the condition may also be caused by toxins produced by group A, streptococcus, streptobacteria. Toxic shock syndrome can affect anyone, including men, children, and postmenopausal women. Risk factors for toxic shock syndrome include skin wounds, surgery, and the use of tampons and other devices such as menstrual t- cups, contraceptive sponges, or diaphragms. Symptoms include Symptoms include Possible signs and symptoms of toxic shock syndrome include A high, a sudden high fever Low blood pressure Vomiting or diarrhea A rash resembling a sunburn particularly on your pa- palms and soles Confusion Muscle aches Redness of your eye, eyes, mouth and throat Seizures and headaches Mm-mm-mm. I'm gonna go to Causes most commonly, Staphylococcus aureus staph bacteria cause toxic shock syndrome. Here we talk about that. Risk factors. Toxic shock syndrome can uh, affect anyone. About half of the cases of toxic shock syndrome are associated with Staphylococcus bacteria occur in women of menstruating age. The rest occur in older women, men, and children. Uh, having cuts or burns on your skin. Having had recent surgery, using contraceptive sponges, diaphragms, superabsorbent tampons, or menstrual cups, having a viral infection such as the flu or chicken pox. Toxic shock syndrome can progress rapidly. Complications may include shock, renal failure, and death. What's a renal failure? Your your kidneys don't work anymore. Like kidney stones? No, not like kidney stones, darling. Kidney stones are made of sodium. Renal failure is when your kidneys don't work. Your kidneys still work if you have kidney stones. So, like, kidney failure? 
literally that's what it means i thought kidney failure is like we're alcoholics no you okay so no, that's a liver failure yeah i mean technically you can have liver failure and not be an alcoholic but yeah but that's how i see you too right that's how i remember it because see i when i am on my period like every time without failure you have when, liver no, no renal kidney, failure no yeah my my kidneys like i have renal failure so i have to take a specific like a specific pill because i don't know why my body just needs extra liquids when i'm on my period mm-hmm. don't ask me why my doctor said it can happen i mean there's different types of symptoms anyway uh just for viewers and listeners out not viewers but listeners out there manufacturers that sell tampons in the united states um they no longer use materials or designs that are associated with toxic shock syndrome yay and one of the one of the things that mayo clinic has to say is that if you use tampons read the labels and use the lowest absorbency tampon you can because if you leave your tampon for more than eight hours it can be a risk factor Damn. to get toxic shock that you won't had toxic shock you won't but you know they also say that an alternative of using tampons are sanitary napkins like pads or mini pads when your flow is light um yeah you can get toxic shock syndrome again so can you get toxic shock syndrome from plastic i don't know so yeah so it's not great but this is one of the harsh realities that happen to menstruating people around the globe and yet not many people know about this conditions and this sort of things my apologies maybe according to a study done in india pads lower the risk of infections and other illnesses India, so our listeners are aware, is a country with the least amount of period education as seen in the in the in the show that I recommended period the end of a sentence. Many girls don't know what a period it is until they have their first one, and even they then they don't know what to do and get scared of the idea of a period. So like imagine going to the bathroom and then you're bleeding. You don't know anything about it. You don't know anything. You just bleed. And that's the reality of a lot of girls in India. They don't it's not like very common to talk about. And this is also the situation in Nepal. In Nepal, a lot of women, because of the taboo that is a, like um the 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 taboo that is put in the sorry, I'm trying to open the website. Because of the taboo that periods have, um not a lot of women know about periods until they have their first and this happens worldwide india is just an example because it's the one that i found but it, it happens worldwide like i know it happens in el salvador for a fact because i've had friends who had their first period and they had no idea what it was yeah listen to last week's episode according to this study which was done in 2015 many girls cannot afford menstrual products so instead they resort to other resources getting pregnant what okay. i didn't say anything he didn't say anything he said a jar a jar yeah what the other resources like getting pregnant what does that mean what <laughs> 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 What does it mean? It means that some people have it much easier to have a baby and to raise a baby than affording menstrual care, which in today's economy, we can see that having a baby is not cheap, right? It's expensive. Having an at-home birth is expensive. Having a water birth or whatever birth you want to have, it's not cheap, but there's no but, that's it. So some people find it much more affordable to have a baby than afford menstrual care because a baby you raise it. I don't even know. I I personally don't know the not. I don't want to say logic. That's the wrong word, but like the idea behind it. This is just what the study says, but it is one of the harsh realities. Assumption before you Google it, it's cheaper because like. Maybe the government helps with baby stuff, but not with menstrual stuff. 
that's what happens in my head. This study was done on 486 women in Odisha, India. And they it's in India. Oh, I don't know. You can Google it. Odisha? O D I S H A. O D I S H A. Odisha. Yeah. Cases and controls were recruited using a syndochromic approach. Um, they, re- they, re- they took vaginal, vaginal swabs were collected from the participants and they were tested for, they were tested within their criteria. Urine samples were also cultured to assess UTI status. Socioeconomic status was also taken into consideration. Clinical symptoms and reproductive history. And water and sanitation practices were obtained by standard standardized questionnaire. So they basically got their whole background of the whole um, of the whole um, their, their whole lives. A total of 486 women were recruited for the study. 228 symptom, sim, symptomatic cases. 258 asymptomatic controls. Women who used reusable absorbent pants were likely to have symptoms of urogenital infection or to be diagnosed with at least one urogenital infection. Then women using disposable pads. Increased wealth and space for personal hygiene in the ha- household were protective for BV. Lower education of the participants was the only factor associated with UTI after adjusting for all co-founders. Interventions are sure women have access to private facilities with water for MHM and that educate women about safer, lower cost for materials. So basically what this is saying is that women who use reusable pads were more likely to have urinary infections and just a, a, a lot of, 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 of sanitary issues than women who use disposable pads. But it also is reflecting that the reason why women use disposable pads versus um, reusable pads is because of the social lower ec- economic and lack of education towards periods. If you had a lower education, you could you didn't know that you have to wash your that you that you had to wash yourself, for example, like because there's no education about it. So uh, that it, that contributed to a higher number of UTIs and different illnesses, and because a lot of the people who can afford sanitary products are richer people they are the ones that have a less likelihood of developing menstrual issues so that is what the studies like basically what this podcast is about which is advocating for people suffering from period poverty this study is a perfect example as to what period poverty is so bring that out there i think we should take our five minute mark right now So for today's five minute time, I want to share a song with you guys and it's called Dance You Out of My Head. I recently heard about this song on TikTok. It, it's a song written by a woman who is currently dying of cancer and she has left all the proceeds of this song to her son so that when she sadly passes her son can have something to fall back on so please go listen to this song i will probably be linking into the episode post on instagram at pads and tams please go listen to it and please 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 um go check out her socials and see how else you can help with the situation i didn't know right now is a great time to step away from the cell phone or wherever listening to this podcast on and go to the bathroom go prep some meals go drink water please take care of yourself for the next or what's left of the five minutes
So in the time that you went to the bathroom, Jay did his Sudoku. Less actually. Anyway. Okay. What's the question? Uh, there is no question actually. Okay, so we left off where I was talking about the period poverty issue, right? We talked about that. I I talked to you about how the research also found out that a lot of girls and women preferred to have a baby rather than continue to purchase menstrual products, mm-hmm. which is a sad reality of one of these countries that I'm discussing today. And for the second half of the episode, we're going to talk about what is currently happening and more importantly, how the women of Gaza are affected by the current conflict that is happening in the Middle East between Palestine and Israel. So how does it how does period poverty affect other countries and other parts of the world right now currently? Um, the women of Gaza, um, they uh, it is So, because of the conflicts that are happening in in the Middle East, a lot of the women in Gaza have suffered miscarriages and have had spontaneous abortions. A lot of reproductive illnesses have been occurring because they don't have safe resources or safe home and they don't have a a lot of anything, really. And... One of the things that the United Nations has been providing is menstrual products like pads and tampons, but specifically pads because, like we discussed, toxic shock syndrome is a thing and some of the women wouldn't benefit more from pads rather than tampons, but they are being disposed both equally. I will send, I will put a link on the description of this podcast as to where I'm getting all my information, by the way. I don't want anyone to quote me on stuff and say like that's not true. I am putting I am putting an actual website this time around for it. And this Oh my god, what is that? And this website is sponsored by the United Nations and they are talking about the whole situation. I realized that I forgot to put an A at the beginning of it. I'm opening up the the website so i can have it in front of me okay so i'm gonna read what this website says and this is the action aid organization this was released the 18th of january of 2024 so this year and this is what it says women in gaza resort to using scraps of tent in place of period products in weeks and go weeks without showering amid dire humanitarian condition so we have talked about toxic shock syndrome we have talked about the necessity of period products as conducted in as shown in the conducted study in india and what this article is talking about is about the women and and girls in gaza who are resorting to unsafe ways to managing their period amid the severe shortage of period products and catastrophic humanitarian condition happening within the country I'm sorry, I'm trying very hard to make my words clear. Uh, as we have discussed, alternative for pants aren't always the best option. As for the woman of Gaza, the, the use of tents instead of pads is the only option. And pads have doubled in price and are not easily affordable because there's a shortage of them. You can leave for like... We are back. I had to use the restroom. Okay, so the women of Gaza are using tents. Tents. Tents Tents scraps, specifically. Yeah, tents scraps to add sanitary products like pads. And this, um, these pads also, like the tents are what covers them from rain and covers them from the sun and covers them from dust. So they're not clean it so action aid is telling us that because of the lack of water that women are experiencing right now Mm -hmm. 
we have gone weeks without showering、mm. and having proper、um, hygiene、mm. protocols. This is a direct quote from a staff member. There is no water. I suffered during my period. There was no water available for me to get clean during my period. I had no sanitary pads for my own needs throughout my period.、Mm. It says that because of the lack of、um, the displacement of people, there is overcrowding and there is no pri- privacy. So there's queues for toilets and they're extremely long. So there's only, it says here that there's only one, one toilet per 486 people.、Um, a, 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 a person told、um, ActionAid the following quote We suffer a lot. Whenever we want to go to the bathroom, we stand in line for a long time and the bathrooms are far away. Without water, women, girls on their period are unable to wash themselves and stay clean. This, combined with the lack of soap and with many women forced to use period products or substitutes for longer than is safe, and that poses a risk to their health because, like we mentioned, there is a thing called the shock syndrome. Toxic shock、yeah. syndrome. And、okay. what is U N O C H A? United Nations Office of Coordination and Humanitarian Affairs. Yeah. So,、uh, yeah. This is what Reham Jafari, Advocacy and Communications Coordinator at Action Aid Palestine, said. Imagine having to manage your period with no period products, toilet paper, or soap, and no chance of being able to wash yourself, all while being cheek by droll with other people with a moment of privacy. This is the reality of hundreds of thousands of women and girls in Gaza right now. It isn't just a front of, to their dignity, it's a real health hazard, too. One of her colleagues in Gaza told me it has been weeks. weeks Since she's been able to have a shower. Women like her are showing incredible resilience and finding creative ways to manage their periods and needs as best they can, but they shouldn't, be, shouldn't have to. It is a fundamental right for women to be able to manage their periods safely and with dignity. At ActionAid, we are supporting women and girls as best as we can, but with the already catastrophic humanitarian conditions worsening by the day and the scale of needs skyrocketing, these solutions are just sticking plaster. As we have repeatedly stated, that the people of Gaza need is a permanent ceasefire now. And And to end the endless killing of civilians with women and girls making up to 70% of those killed, and to allow desperately needed aid to reach those who need it. I will be leaving a link at the bottom of this podcast with a, li-、uh, a sor-、oh, sorry, I will leave a link at sorry, this topic. It's not distressing, it's just brain floods me.、Mm-hmm. Um, I will leave a link at the bottom of the podcast, and in that link, you will see、uh, where you can help the women of Gaza.、Um, according to this, it's a donation of $15, £15, because this is a UK organization, £50 to、uh, buy toiletries and menstrual products that will last a month for the women of Gaza. He、yeah. looked so pissed off. He was like, anyway. I, would, <laughs> I am very mad.、Mm-hmm. I am very mad. I just don't like showing my anger.、Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to mute that because it was so loud. Was it? <laughs> my bad. So, so Jay,、mm-hmm. we're going to do this recap together.、Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Of course. I'm always ready. Okay. So. First of all, are, in your opinion, are pads and ex. And ex- What? I'm so mad、uh-huh. that I can't even talk. Are pads an exclusive item? No. Pads, are they or should they? Are they? Yes. 
Should they? No. Why, in your own words, why are they an exclusive item? Because that's how the world works. If you make something, they're going to try to rob you as much as they can. Yeah. Okay. So, since its creation, are have pads been exclusive? Yes. Why? Because what I just said. If you make something, people are going to try to get as much money as they can from it. But yeah, the only people who could have, yeah, the only people that could afford it were the wealthy people because mm -hmm. it was so high. So yeah, I'm right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So since the COVID-19 pandemic, has the situation gotten better or worse? Hmm? Since the COVID-19 pandemic, has the menstrual, the, the period poverty um, situation gotten better or worse? Worse. Okay. And why? Because damn near everything got worse. I mean, oh, basically everything got worse yeah. after COVID. Yeah. Okay. So we have talked about this before, but let's talk about it right now again. Why are some alternatives that people go to instead of because they're not or because they're not able to afford menstrual care? Have a baby or do the tent thing. Yeah. What other alternatives? Uh, make it yourself with the socks. Mm-hmm. Socks. Cloth. Mm-hmm. Crochet. No towels. Is it up there? Oh. <laughs> um, where, are, where am I looking? Socks. Towels. Newspapers. Cotton balls. And tents. And tents. And having a baby as mm -hmm. we have discussed it. Okay. So, what is something that the study from India revealed? Um, in India, specifically that place that's near Bangladesh, there was a research taken. Yes. Um, and they was like, why? This was the one where they um, had babies, right? Yeah, they had babies because they found that easier than doing the menstrual shit. Or, sorry. Duh. The you, menstrual Whatever, stuff. it's okay. <laughs> okay. So, the study in India showed that a lot of people are not educated about periods. Mm -hmm. And that there's a huge stigma surrounding periods. But also that the people who were less likely or didn't have a productive need were those who came from a wealthier status or people that were able to receive the correct education or people who were able to have access to safe and clean water so jay from all the studies that we have done we have read we have discussed how and why is it important for us to talk about the women of gaza and their current humanitarian crisis the women of Gaza don't have access to clean and safe water and these unsafe practices can cause toxic shock syndrome or UTIs or worse and more severe illnesses in the long, in the long run and because of their lack of, of accessibility to menstrual products a lot of them have to resource and have had to resort to less safe practices of menstrual. What's that? That's a burp. That was a guttural growl. Super. <laughs> it is our duty at Padman Thames to talk about the realities of women and talk about the best way that we can help women so once again i will be leaving a link at the description of this podcast about a, re a source or a, a website that you can go to and see how you can help the women of gaza yourself and not only the women of gaza there's so many different organizations which i hope i am able to have our website up soon where you can go and support women and if you're able um if you're willing and able to go and and help these women please go it is greatly appreciated that you do so and please um advocate for yourself and advocate for your own health 
but also advocate for the health of other um, people who currently are menstruating and are not having the best resources to them. So please, 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 please um, use your voice for these people. You want to add anything? No, I'm good. Okay. So to line up the mood a little bit, because this is a, again, this is a hard episode. Like, it's much more less fun than the last episodes. I'm gonna tell a joke. Should I be leaving? No. Why? Because you looked up that joke. <laughs> you don't even have the joke on top of your head. No, because I don't have a dad. I'm gonna tell you a dad joke because that is the best. We don't. We, we don't. We don't have that. Would it be inappropriate for me to say a dad joke? I think I don't so. Ask your dad. <laughs> okay, so that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Um, I would like to thank our listeners for for being here and for sticking with us. We know that you have your choices when it comes to podcasts, and for some reason you chose us. Anyway, mm-hmm. <sighs> go ahead, give us an outing, Jay. All right. Good night, moon. Good night, sun. Good night. My hot glazed honey bun. Good night, Saturn. Good night, Jupiter. Good night to all the bitches that think they stupider. Good night to Tupac. Good night to Snoop. Good night to everybody else. Why you fuck? Hmm? Oh. <laughs> okay, that is not rhyme. We would like to thank our listeners for listening to today's podcast. And please be safe out there. I ain't even shout out nobody. Go ahead. Give a shout out. It's a good night to Singapore and New Zealand and India and Iceland and Greenland and Greenland. Can I give a shout out? Who is it going to be? I would like to give a shout out to my Brazilian community. Okay. We already have given a shout out to the Brazilian community. But I'm learning Portuguese, so shout out to my mom. Your paper skin. Shout out to to my mom who's not listening to this podcast. And with that, Pads and Tans says goodbye. And good night. And good night. Or good day. Good day. Just good day. Good times. Good times. Good times. Good girl. vibes. And with that, Pat and Tam Skins is you. Good vibes. That's the most Rasta man thing I ever from, said. I'm never saying that again. From Amy and Jay. Bye bye. Adios. Thank you for listening to Pads and Tams. Please follow us on Instagram at Pads and Tams. We will be joining you every Thursday for a couple of months. So get ready. See you next week. Pads and Temp is not hosted by medical professionals.